0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Our Old Testament lesson and our Epistle lesson both speak of two paths. The way of righteousness and the way of wickedness. The path of holiness and the path of evil. It's not quite enough to know that there are two paths. One must know how to walk on the right path. One must know how to turn around and go back to the right path if one's on the wrong path. Our Old Testament lesson tells us how to know where we are and where we are going. It says, hear the Father's instruction. Be attentive to God's word that you may gain insight. Listen and hold fast to the words of God. Get wisdom and accept God's word that the years of your life may be many. Keep hold of instruction, do not let go. Avoid the path of wickedness. Instead, incline your ear to what God says. Yes, incline your ear to God's word. King Solomon records that for us in this proverb. And he repeats that idea over and over and over in the book of Proverbs. Eighteen times at least. King Solomon says, listen to God. Then and only then will your years be long. Then and only then can you run and not stumble. Then and only then will you be wise. Hold on to good instruction. It is your life. So, the question then arises, how do we listen to God, especially in this sinful world? Think about your life and all the words that you hear. How do you know what's right? How do you know what's wrong? How do you know what's good? How do you know what's evil? How do you know what's true and what's false? It's not enough for me as your pastor to just stand up here and say, listen, because there's so much to listen to. Think about your life. The typical person listens to something every moment that they're awake in today's world. When you are in the car, the radio is always on. When you're at home in your pajamas, sitting in the living room, the television is always on. Some even have TV trays so they can eat their meal while they watch the television. Sometimes people even put things on to listen to while they're sleeping. Teenagers always have their earbuds in their ears. There's hardly ever a moment of silence. And when there is silence, it makes us uncomfortable. Even when I go to the library with my kids, the place that I remember being silent as death when I was young, today there's noise, a murmur. What do you listen to? What is it telling you? What is it telling you? It's not just sound waves vibrating in your ears that are of concern to King Solomon. It's the content of what we hear. So much of what we hear today is modern day sophism modern-day wisdom. Think about what's going on in our country right now with an election coming up and the political slogans that divide us so much today. Bernie says, not me, us. Biden says, our best days still lie ahead of us. Trump says, make America great again. Those are the messages they're telling you. Will any of those words have lasting results for you? How long will those words matter if you listen to them. If you incline your ear, they'll matter for two years, maybe three, until the next election cycle begins and a whole new batch of slogans comes about. Politicians want you to believe that those slogans have the power to change the world. They don't. All they do is catch your attention. Those slogans don't stop people from getting sick. They don't stop people from dying. They don't stop wars. We've been in one for the last 18 years. Those slogans don't stop you from having to pay taxes. They don't make your children listen at school. What's the content of what you listen to? We see all the time with politicians also calling things fake news. And if we hear something we don't like, we say, that's fake news. But do we go to the source? Do we talk with the people who actually know what they're talking about? If my neighbor says something against me, do I talk to him? Or do I go down to Dunkin' Donuts and talk to my friends? Do we assume the best? Or do we assume the worst? What is the content of what you hear? The place where this happens the most and the worst is on Facebook and Twitter. Most of what's on there is modern wisdom. Some of it mocks God's word by twisting it and changing it and focusing on what we want it to say rather than what it really, truly says. The one that drives me the most crazy are all the memes out there that say, God will never give you more than you can handle. That's not in the Bible. It's a twisting of 1 Corinthians when Paul says, God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. And those two phrases do not mean the same thing. Or maybe on Facebook, or Twitter, or on the news, or from a friend you've heard this slogan, it's my body. The slogan of Planned Parenthood, pro-choice, pro-abortion people. Again, it's a twisting of God's word, God's word of the Lord's Supper, take, eat, this is my body given for you. God's Word twisted to serve something evil. What's the content of what you listen to? What else do you hear? We could go on and on and on. We could talk about the music that glorifies sex over biblical chastity. We could talk about how we want to hear the roar of a crowd on a Sunday morning instead of words from a poor pastor. We could talk about how the news media is telling us what to think about issues instead of laying out the facts of what has happened and allowing us to use our minds to form our own conclusions? Do you listen to the voice of scientific reason that states the entire universe exploded from an infinitely small, infinitely dense point of nothing, all on its own decision 14 billion years ago? Do you listen to causes and get behind them completely and totally the call to ban guns, the call to ban cars, the call to ban planes, the call to ban cattle and pigs, the call to all sorts of things. Do you hear pressure to look and dress a certain way to fit in? instead of dressing modestly and appropriately? Do you hear the societal shouting that there are actually dozens of genders out there and that you have to figure out which one you are? Even though Jesus says, in the beginning God made them male and female. Do you listen to the shouting? that says, you can love whoever you want to, whenever you want to, however you want to, as many as you want to. Do you hear the cry, you only live once, make the most of it, live it up, have fun. Dear Christians, we're hardly scratching the surface of what things we're being told day in and day out. We're hardly scratching the surface of all the messages that are coming into our ears from all the things we listen to all hours of the day, every day of the week. The shouting gets loud. So many of these voices are contrary to the voice of God. So many of these messages encourage us to embrace our sin, to find our identity in what we do wrong rather than who we belong to. So many of these messages lead us away from God. It's just like our Old Testament lesson. The voices cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. And the shouting of these voices only seems to get louder every day. As these messages constantly bombard us, penetrate us, Scream in our ears. It's hard to listen to even just one of these messages. If you're like me, all you want to do is plug your ears, lay on the floor, and curl up in a bowl. Because you're so overwhelmed by the cacophony of shouting, messages, and seeing. And so, dear Christian, incline your ear now to the only message that can bring peace in this world, incline your ear to what I'm about to say. God only calls you to listen to one voice, to one word, to one message. And that's the word of Jesus. Jesus who has overcome this loud and noisy world. Jesus who defeated it head on by going to the cross, by bleeding by dying, Jesus has overcome the world on that cross. While he hung there, bleeding and dying for you and for your sin, the world shouted at him also. Come down from the cross, save yourself. He healed others, but cannot rescue himself. You said you were the son of God, prove it. You said you could destroy the temple and rebuild it, but now you're dying? And they shouted and shouted. But Jesus only prayed Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. He forgives you when you know not what you do. He speaks to you, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. And you do hear his voice, a voice that declares to you, all your sin is forgiven. And it's a true message. Christ's blood really covers all your sin. Christ's blood really has made you holy placed you on the path of holiness, the path of righteousness, the end of which is eternity in God's kingdom. Jesus loves you and gives you His word so that in hearing that word, you might believe in Him. Jesus Christ The son of God sends his word to be preached by poor sinful men. He sends his word to wash away your sins with water. He sends his word to feed you with his own resurrected body and blood. He sends his word attached to music in the hymns of the church so that it might worm its way into your memory. So that as you walk day in and day out in the noise of this world, his word is always with you. So that when someone says a message contrary to that of Christ, his word is still with you and you can know the truth sends his word so that by it you might be saved. Open your ears this morning dear Christian hear the voice of your God as it declares the forgiveness of sins to you won by Jesus delivered by his word. my son, Be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. The path of righteousness is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Listen. Incline your ear so that you might know God's love for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.